0: Gangsterbet is ICON's next-generation NFT collectibles of 5,555 gangsters and detectives, with changeable names and stats. Holders of Gangsterbet NFTs receive daily distributions of GBET tokens. GBET can be used to upgrade their NFT skills and stats. The supply of GBET will decrease over time and will stop after 9 years. Holding Gangsterbet NFTs will have opportunities for future airdrops and will give you access to Gangsterbet's highly anticipated metaverse. Learn more at gangsterbet.io Shout out to our sponsors at Iconbet. Open source decentralized gaming, no deposits, play straight from your wallet. Iconbet, made by the players for the players. Ion Icon is proudly supported by Icon Nation and the Icon community hey everyone welcome back to another episode of ion icon on this the new year and with us as always icon grapher how are you today man happy new year
1: happy new to you I'm uh,
0: doing pretty well how about yourself yeah I'm good I'm good man um, excited about this new year it's gonna be. It's going to be the year of icon, right? Isn't that is isn't that, you know, in some cultures, how it's the year of the bull, the year of the this or that? This, today is the year. It's going to be the year of icon. Come on, we've got to be positive. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, you know, I'd
1: argue that uh, it wasn't that 2021 wasn't also. I mean, I think we had, uh, you know, you remember at the end of 2020, we were sitting there. I think it was like, we we're still sitting in the 30 cent range or whatever, mm. um, and watching, you know, Bitcoin go up to. 30k, I think it was, or something like that. Maybe I'm blending 2020 and 2021 a little bit, uh, but I remember uh, there's a lot of anxiety at that point. Obviously, you know that changed. Um, you know, we broke through a dollar, broke through two dollars, broke through three dollars there briefly. So, you know, I think relative to 18 and 19 and 20, uh, 21 was a pretty good year. But yeah, certainly, you know, there's a lot of uh, rubber hitting the road. Uh, in this year, both in terms of BTP being um, launched officially, hopefully in the near future here, and obviously with ice and uh, snow as well. Um, a, lot, a lot more tangible things uh, that are happening this time around. You know, I think I, 21, I think, was important because really a lot of dApps finally came out that we were anticipating, um, you know, balancing kind of paramount among that. We're about to get um, uh, Optimus here in a few days, uh, which we'll talk about. Uh, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of what it was, would have been kind of floating around there as, as, promises and hopes and dreams and all that stuff, uh, finally started coming to fruition last year. Um, and I think it's, you know, and also, you know, gangster you know, NFTs, all that other good stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that was on the horizon that finally came into, came, came into place uh, and hopefully sets a nice foundation for, for what's to come this year.
0: Yep, agree. And look, you know, we're already kicking off the year with a bang with the new sponsorship. You've probably heard that at the start. Um, we now have Icon Bet, Icon Nation, and Gangster Bet, who is officially sponsoring the show as well. So, this is a great new addition. And. Um, yeah very grateful for the team to sponsor our show and obviously you know icon grapha we've been how bullish have we been on gangster Bet? i feel i feel like this is a mute point and hasn't gone appreciated in the community i'm putting my hand down here like uh, i've been very vocal on this gangster bet being what what was it icon grapha i kept saying nft's done right
1: (laughs) yeah and i think uh and we'll obviously talk about a little bit more about that lately um just because it's been kind of a I guess you'd say a, a bit of a big week uh, as far as gangsta bets concerned um, and a lot of a lot of excitement there. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. The, you know, the kind of the I guess the evolving nature of that ecosystem and the tokenomics that are behind it, um, I think, has made a much more um, a fairly captivating uh a captivating market and a captivating ecosystem uh, and there's definitely a lot of passion in that community uh for everything there so yeah we'll 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 go we'll definitely spend some time on that uh, in a little bit
0: here cool well look let's let's jump into it let's dive into the markets uh you had to tell me what was happening i can graph i was so oblivious this morning uh, we're in, in a uh wave well, of i'm Fred. staring
1: at the yeah i'm staring at the four hour on bitcoin here i'm uh, mm-hmm. just looking at two giant giant red candles here um, went from let's see 40 like mid 46 fell all the way down to mid 42 so a nice little 4k drop in a couple hours there uh maybe more than a couple hours uh so you know there'd been a lot of from i guess from a zooming out standpoint uh a lot of the narrative i'd seen is basically yeah you know, we're, we're going to be stuck between 42 and 53 um, until we can break either one of those. Obviously we've hit that lower range um that like a month ago or so during that, you know, that Friday night, at least Friday night for my time, uh huge liquidation candle. Uh and it looks like we kind of crept back to where that candle was and we're touching on it again. Um obviously in the meantime we did hit we did bump against um fifty two, uh maybe a little higher than that. So we are definitely playing in that range and I think for a lot of traders they're just waiting at waiting to see until we either we either fall below 42 or break above 53 but in that until then we're kind of stuck in this little purgatory area uh, at least as far as bitcoin's concerned um icx had a bit of an interesting week um obviously we had the snapshot the other day so you know we ran up to i think it hit 197 or so um but that was like a few hours before the snapshot if not a day before the snapshot and then, well
0: before was, yeah,
1: yeah And so, and then from there, it just kind of fell and fell and fell. So it was kind of like everyone, everyone kind of front ran the cell a little bit um, because they were, you know, because some of the major exchanges, Binance being the main one, weren't allowing um, deposits and they weren't, uh, they weren't allowing deposits uh, like leading up to it. And also they weren't supporting, uh, at least as far as we know, uh, the error, the snapshot, the airdrop, I, you know the only people really trading, trying to trade the action were those who were doing it just to trade it and not to actually capture the snapshot. I would think, and mm-hmm. so you know they didn't have a problem. They didn't have a problem selling before the snapshot hit. Once it hit a you know a local high, uh, which it did around two dollars. So mm-hmm. that was a little bit of an interesting dynamic. Obviously, there were people who were playing the actual snapshot. You know, there's there a huge amount of sales on um, balanced, which really gobbled up all the liquidity. You know, we got it was sent from like a dollar. Fifty down to like a dollar ten or dollar twenty or something like that, just because um, relatively low liquidity in those pools. Uh, there were some people who were able to scoop up some ICX pretty cheap, mm. uh, potentially capture some arbitrage in some of the exchanges that were allowing deposits, um, or just maybe just sat on it, and waited until the uh, until a balanced, uh, liquidity pool kind of came back into. Um, balance with the other exchanges, uh, but yeah, some very uh, very interesting price action. You know, from my standpoint, I was just holding it just because I wanted to get that snapshot. So it was more uh, more of an entertainment for me. But always interesting to watch how those things play out. You know, I, I tracked uh, again just staring at the charts, tracked the snapshot for uh, OMG a couple months ago um, and their Bova token, uh, and that was another one where it was just interesting to watch how everyone kind of at least how the, the charts tell the story on that one. So. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, kind of a crazy week we've obviously kind of bled out a little bit from the airdrop kind of we're sending the 120s area and then with this most recent you know candle on bitcoin we're down to uh we're in the dollar ten range so um i think it could be relatively worse concerning how much quickly bitcoin fell but we'll see how the next few hours and days play out
0: Yeah, look um on chainers you know you're right 53 they're calling they're bullish um but uh, again they've been expecting a bit of a drop. I've seen constant forty two has been consistent and you can see a nice wick off forty two. So let's see though. I think with Bitcoin, one thing to learn, as soon as it starts to dive one, two, it may not be over, so probably there'll be a lot more blood on the streets. But yeah. Well
1: there was a there's a trader I follow who I think I've mentioned before, uh, Justin Bennett, who, you know, not That's every trader guy. gets everything right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh he basically pointed out that like every time, you know, Bitcoin will have some crazy, um, you know, candle down, it'll wick, it'll wick way down, like kind of like it did the month ago, wicks way down to 42, quickly bounced up um, and then kind of ranged. But what he pointed out is like every time that's happened the last, I think it's like five or six times, it'll, it'll drop, it'll pop back up and it'll range for a little bit and then it'll slowly bleed out and then it'll just kind of, it'll fill out that can't that wick right so it'll actually like it'll it'll gradually fill out where the wick was down with the new low and rather than wick down there actually just kind of fall down there and hang out but then it'll bounce back up again i Mm. mean this happened over the last year or so um and he pointed this out like three days ago and of course i was like oh maybe it won't this time but it looks like that's potentially exactly what's happening so you know it's assuming we can hold the support line here at 42 Mm. um you know theoretically maybe it's you know we had to get the pain over worth uh, you know, maybe there's some a lot of people buying here um, just because they know it's at support and hopefully maybe it's the, the trampoline bounce we need to start picking up momentum again uh, and maybe send us back above uh, 52 or 53 and uh, maybe keep things going, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think um, need to happen. I don't know. I don't feel fear. Are you feeling fearful? Uh, I don't. I've been quite calm.
1: No, not really.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I'm not getting May vibes like may was yeah that was just something else um wines weren't calming me down but um yeah this this i wasn't even aware it was happening so all good i think um that that's a good overview of markets let's see everyone's been waiting for this to play out it is playing out now let's hope this bounce it does bounce and holds well let's hope it holds 40k and then um we see a bit of relief but um yeah, I think let's let's jump into the news. New year, lot there's uh, been a lot happening.
1: Yeah, we're tweaking our format a little bit here. So we'll, we did that episode last week uh, where we just kind of more, you know, we didn't really have a script. We just kind of talked about stuff that kind of came to our mind. Um, it was like 90 minutes long. We probably could have gone twice as long as we wanted, if, if we wanted to. Um, and we had some good feedback on that. So rather than like rather than kind of running through the news bullet by bullet, like we have in the past, we're going to try to be a bit more, um, a bit more analytical and a bit more casual on it. So we'll try to make sure like topics are covered, but we're going to be less, again, we're just trying this experimenting. We're going to be less, um, I guess a little less thorough and like the actual details of certain things potentially, unless they're important and more, it'll be more analytical and more conversational. So uh, after this goes up, we'll, you know, We'll we'll ask people what they thought of it. If they if everyone hates it, we'll go back to the way things were. Uh, but based on how that last episode went, and based on kind of how feedback went, um, we're going to tweak things a little bit as again as an experiment. But again, if you hate it, uh, please let us know, and we're happy to switch back to the old way.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, in in that in that um, to what you just said, what do you think the update? Big month, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we got our uh, we got our development roadmap roadmap and even though they come out every month and I like should be expecting them every time I get it, it's like a nice supplies, surprise surprise um, just because it usually usually doesn't come you know, exactly on the same each time. But this one came at the last uh, last day of the year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, fairly you know, active month. Uh, we did have, you know, mentions, you know, ISS 3.1 going into effect. We have bonding now. Uh, there's the slashing penalties, uh, which, you know, basically if uh, if there's – if a P-Rep acts in certain ways, certain conditions, you know, their their bond is put at risk. So this gives them a bit more skin in the game. Um, and, uh, you know, this is something – and we've, we've discussed it until lately. Um, I think, you know, I think what's most – like, I think as soon as everyone opened this, it was like – let's like everyone just start scrolling and looking for BTP stuff, uh, which we did get. So it was kind of nice. Cause there was a bit more, I guess you say you know, they, I think everyone wants a date, right? Like what's the launch date? What's the launch date? What's the launch date? And, you know, I think people, you know, I, not, most people haven't been involved in the development process and there's like, you can sit there and say, okay, I think we'll be done in a month. And then you get halfway through and you know, like, here's an example. Say so you have an audit that's scheduled. And, okay, it's audit scheduled on this date. and It'll be done by this date. This is something that's not in your control. And then the the company you hired to do the audit, they say, oh, hey, we're really backed up. Can we bump this back a week, right? So that's something totally out of your control, totally unexpected, but also, you know, something that's part of the process. And it's not like you can go say, screw it, we're not going to do the audit because we ought to adhere to this deadline. That's just one example. There's other things, um, you know, they've alluded to, like, oh, we had this little little problem trying to fix this. Uh, So that was unanticipated. You know I think everyone who doesn't do development um, you know even if you want to try to envision yourself in it it's still hard to do there's just so many unexpected things that pop up and it's easy to say like well they should just anticipate that or they should just fix it quicker or whatever um, but mm. that's usually easier said than done I think
0: yeah I agree look I think for a moment uh, uh, to put perspective we had three, three proposals, three proposals get voted through in the network now, if you actually think about this and look at other chains and stuff, it's very rare that a blockchain will go through so many network um, proposals and get voted on and implemented in a month. Okay, so um, I think that itself is a huge call out. Like Each of these, in the background, this, this is the first time in december i was a bit privy to some of the stuff that happens in the background when these proposals get put up and it was everyone like there was inf- people wanted more information p reps they wanted to make sure things were clear there was a lot of lot of questions a lot of back and forth um Obviously, everyone's nervous when they're making changes, and they're big ones. Each of these were, you know, implementing stuff for IISS three point one bonding, slashing, all these things, which are huge changes for for Icon. So, um, yeah, it was it was interesting, and I think it was a huge feat that um, I just don't think has has been realized in the broader ecosystem because um, you know where it's just been viewed that we're. Uh, running so behind obviously like this was meant to be done a while back but um all that said and done it was still a huge accomplishment to get three things without delays that were planned in the month of december once we had the migration and stuff done um and they all got sorted uh so yeah huge shout out there um i'm with the iconographer. i get the whole um uh the BTP stuff, yes, I want a launch date. Uh, it's it's becoming very obvious through these updates, though. Uh, the the testing back and forth is revealing a few things, and I, I think it comes back to that we're not it's not Icon's ecosystem, right? So when they're finding stuff, they have to work with the Moon Moon River team. They have to communicate. There's probably there's a lot of back and forth and time getting consumed in that, uh, and hence giving a bit of a go live date and maybe challenging um maybe that's what they're seeing is facing as a bit of a challenge so uh fingers crossed though um I, i feel overall the update had a bit more detail and i'm hoping to see in future that they keep building on this and kind of give this is what's planned for the future um and this is what's remaining you know this is what's remaining to accomplish before we can go live. So it's not a date, but at least we can see some clear milestones. Um, and if then the following month things get missed, um, we can cross related back to the communicated milestone. So let's hope it goes in that direction. But overall, uh, I believe, yeah, I, I think December holidays, all kinds of things happening to get the update we did and just how much happened is a huge accomplishment
1: we also had you with know, one of those revision it was revision 15 which basically um you know officially kind of flipped the switch on having uh java score support uh so it, so it swapped. basically had python score support uh in icon 1.0 now we have java um and so that was one of those ones things that from a development standpoint obviously more on the technical side uh but certainly opens uh some doors and was kind of like part, another part of the reason why icon 2.0 from a from a developer standpoint uh, was kind of, you know, why it was being looked, looked forward to. So, I mean, and so the, you know, the, why that's important is the Java, um, scores, the smart contracts, they don't have to have the audit Hmm. process. Uh, and that's what, there was a lot of stuff that, you know, in order in the past, if you submitted a a smart contract icon, the, the foundation had to audit it. So this often, you know, it's usually, you know, reasonably quick, but still put some, um, a bit of delays behind certain projects and things like that, uh, so this will make it so the the developers can kind of deploy just on their own, um, and I think that's probably the most notable um, and I guess you know I guess exciting uh, development that that the Java uh, upgrade brings to it. Um, so yeah. yeah, you know I think uh, you know, every I think every month these kind of get a little more better and thorough and and more interesting i mean part of that might just be coming from the fact that we're getting closer and closer to a we got closer and closer to icon 2.0 now we're getting closer and closer to utp so there's more to substantively talk about and bring to us but also um just in terms of a lot of this is you know it gets on the technical side it is a development roadmap um update yeah. uh but nonetheless it is nice to get a bit more you know, meat on the bone um, and a bit more understanding of kind of what, where things are at and what what, way, what direction they're moving in and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. I think, um, have we spent any time with the bond, bonded delegation icon grapher? Because I think um, this is, this was interesting because what we've seen happen here is as soon as the bonding got implemented, um, I, I understand we've spoken about this before and I understand for the new P reps. But I've still seen a lot of old peer reps as well scrambling about the bond, which I find very interesting given that that's been known for a long time. But um, one one thing that has happened, we've noticed Binance has gone from number one, they're just right down the bottom now, um, because they haven't put up their bond. So they're not earning rewards. And and from, uh, from a few conversations I've been reading, it looks like they're reevaluating um, if they want to run a node given the risks associated with it if, if they don't have enough uptime and things like that. And that that was the whole point of the, um, you know, bond process. So it was to to make sure this term was used, p-reps having skin in the game, and that's everyone, and um, to make them liable, right? So, so I feel like it's already had that impact um, we've wanted it to have. And um, one thing I didn't realize, and and, uh, from talking to Scott, it was cleared up, was so the way this, it's a gamification of that 5%, right? So if all the P-reps put 2% of their bond, they would all earn the same amount. But um, the second someone goes to 5%, if everyone doesn't match to their vote, so the way it works is if they have, say, 1 million votes, they need to have 5% bond. Um, to earn the maximum rewards. Uh, that is, if someone's put up 5% already, then all the other peer reps would have to put up 5% to earn the max. If they don't, um, the others that have their 5% will actually earn more. And um, so that's what you see if you go to, I think, Brian's It's grading. kind of like grading on a curve. Exactly, exactly. So um, I originally thought if they didn't put the 5% bond, um, the... Rewards would just disappear so less but less inflation, but I was wrong there. That is not what happens But that's where the gamification component comes in So the second someone's posted their 5% well then for everyone to earn their max rewards They would need to put up up to 5% and this is where we've seen some p reps come out to Community members and stuff and asking will they want to bond their ICX? So what's the difference there? It's no different. It's just like staking but the difference is if you go down the bonding path, you're helping the PREP out. Um, however, any ICX that is put up as a bond, if their node is not operational all the time or miss any of, you know, processing blocks, etc., once slashing is activated, because at the moment it is at zero, um, then they, they are at risk of losing their ICX. So, yeah. but this is where, again, these PREPs like protocol seven and stuff, they acknowledge this as a risk and they put, they're putting steps in place so that um, they would cover. So usually P-REP should have, um, if they're asking you, they should have some steps in place to ensure that your ICX is not at risk. What do you earn? Well, you earn the same as staking. It's the same rewards. It's just basically, you're helping the P-REP earn their maximum rewards from the node um, to meet, meet that uh, bonding criteria. I hope that's helped because I, I and, didn't and realize. I think,
1: well, I don't want to point out one thing is uh, you know, I remember when P-REPS first came around, there was a a burning penalty for people who were staking to P-REPS who, and if the P-REP if their node went down or they acted maliciously or whatever, there was like a a small, like, I don't know was it like 5% or something like that mm. 5% of the of the P-REPS staked of ICX would get burned. So this was an, in, it put the incentive on P-REPS to like pick the right and to pick the right P-REPS in order to avoid getting that ICX burned. What what happened with this is that, like everyone everyone was on maximum alertness, and anytime, even if like if if one of the p went down for like half a second, everyone would freak out. In reality, it was very very like the the p would have to be very very negligent. Like they'd almost have to purposely turn their node off and just let it sit off um, for an actual burning to take place. And I don't know. I don't think it ever actually got implemented. I think about it, there was a yeah. it, it was a proposal. They said, okay, you know the, the mainnet went live, um, it went decentralized, and then they said, Okay, we're gonna implement this down the road and even before they implemented, people were freaking out, kind of, you know, left and right, saying, you know, Am I gonna get sl-? you know, and they didn't like the idea of getting burned. So eventually it was shelved and it kinda of came back in the form of this bonded thing. So it I think which is I think a better system because I mean I, first of all I wanna say like the risk of again of getting burned on the bond, I think is pretty low. I think the way, the, the way it's set up a here, probably has to be dropping a ball, hmm. um, in order to let it happen, or they have to be acting like totally maliciously. And so, you know, if there's a brand new peer up that springs up and you immediately bomb with them without them having any prior history or anything like that, you know, that's potentially a risk of like, they end up being a malicious person or whatever pay rep, but, you know, if it's a peer that's been there for a while and they've been able to run the node just fine for a while, I think the risk is exceedingly exceedingly low for getting slashed. Now, again, A, not financial advice. B, um, you know, just because, you know, past past behavior does not indicate future behavior. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's something that is it's certainly a risk, um, but I wouldn't place it very out of all the risks you're taking by using blockchain. Um, and especially if you're using some of these DeFi protocols, it would—I put it very little on the list. But that's just <laughs> my, thats my own perspective on that. So I wouldn't be too—you know—if you want to bond, I wouldn't—I wouldn't be too concerned about getting slashed if if you're if you're bonding with the with a peerup that you trust. Uh, I think especially that's... if there's a if there's some sort of some, some sort of insurance that they've you know they're willing to you know you know Come fulfill up. any earnings or yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it might
0: be. I think that's a good comparison. We all ape into DeFi as if everything's perfect, but this bonding, which is yeah. just like staking, yeah, good one. Uh, um, okay, dev update. I think that's good. Uh, you know, when you were talking, I can graph. I have on the screen. You can see this is a great example of how out of control certain things are for the for the teams building BTP. And you can see for Binance Smart Chain, everything's done. They've sold all the issues, things like that. We're still waiting on that hard fork, and we've seen that hard fork, and we've seen uh, the community, Binance community, working on it, but we're still waiting for that to happen. So, um, and this is where again I bring back when people go, when BTP, it's 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 not that. The team has dropped the ball or no one's doing the work unfortunately the nature of blockchain is such that it's not just a simple upgrade pull request everyone has to then vote on this hard fork etc we know how this stuff works it's it doesn't happen in a day so yeah i know i'm re. i keep bringing home this point but i feel quite strongly about it personally i also want it to launch it is a flagship product um it upsets me that i don't have a date um but as well, I often try to reflect and go, well, okay, what is causing the issues, and and you can just indirectly get it from the these updates. Um, they're trying to be as transparent as possible. Okay, enough on that. Next yeah, well, up,
1: I, yeah, I think I think the key deline the key delineation is like there's stuff that we have control over, or at least the foundation has control over but then there's stuff that they don't have control over. And the stuff that like as you said, you know, we have to wait for Binance Smart Chain to do their fork. You know, we don't we can't sit there and like demand that they do that, right? The foundation can't order them around. It's something again we it's out of our, our out of our control. So whenever it's not in your hands and in your you know, in your purview, it gets ex- even harder to predict when it's going to happen and when it's going to happen successfully. So I think that's just I think that's a important distinction to
0: make too. Yep, I agree. I agree um next up so uh, this was a bit of a surprise Uh, i don't know I can did you expect ice network to drop a bit of news saying a testnet would launch this month
1: um no i mean here's the thing My, i think the big question is like you know i think people see that and they you know there might be some people whose brain goes um okay oh testnet this month and then mainnet next month right like i'm trying i'm trying to think of i was trying to think of comparisons of when a testnet is launched and then when the mainnet launch, because usually it's like, usually the way it gets, it happens or at least happened in the past is, you know, a token would launch on Ethereum or something like that. Then they, this is how what happened with, with icon, you know, it launches on, on um, Ethereum. And then while it's there, they build the mainnet and then they launch the mainnet and then they port the token over. Um, so I don't know, you know, I don't know what the typical timeline is for something like that. I mean, I imagine for like Solana and, Phantom and things like that. I can't remember what they're, I, I didn't focus on, oh, they have a test net. Now they have a, a main net or if they just, they didn't have, you know, the test net was kind of in the background and they didn't really quote unquote launch until, you know, the test net had evolved into the main net or what it is. So, you know, I, I don't know how surprised I am that we got a test net already. I think, I, I think it, it's very conditional on how long we have to wait for them for the actual live chain i do think you know a testnet is usually pretty close in architecture mm-hmm. to the main chain so i think the other question is how much you know even if quote unquote the main chain was ready for tomorrow do they want to wait and give some of these developers time to experiment on the test net and build on the test net so that way when they actually do launch you know something to like they don't just launch a chain with nothing on it they can launch and then have you know a handful yeah. of applications ready ready to rock and roll
0: yeah i agree look i i think for me I mean, we're talking, I don't know, I, I look at stuff like this. So uh, if you look a month back, all this time, the ice handle, there's just been nothing coming out apart from, you know, the airdrop. We haven't actually seen any more information. So it's good to see a bit of a change here. I know there, there's a competition running on the handle as well for memes and I'm more interested in the thread thread one about ice and snow, which has been a shame not as not to see as much generated from that. But overall, uh, yep, testnet's coming end of the month. Um, by the end of the month, it says targeting. Um, and you're right. Post testnet, then they look at um, the next stages, which, which, just to be clear, if if the way things work is, will be snow, ice would be the last, um, and and. Um, yeah so uh, it's funny though anything you do if people just are critical aren't they like even the first comment on here uh, airdrop will sure delay the delay as usual it's like what what's testnet's got nothing uh, to do about the airdrop people
1: (laughs) i mean if we were if we had a green weekly candle right now it would be oh this is great news but we have a red one so it's
0: ah okay Okay.
1: more delay more you know that's just usually how it goes
0: but uh look i i don't see this i don't think there was ever any communication around when a testnet would launch in fact this is the first first bit i've seen um so i don't see how anyone's even going down the delay path in fact if anything thank you for telling us a bit of a timeline around it um so it's a little bit
1: it, funny because like uh you know again not to not to call kusama a test net because it's more than that but it kind of is and so snow being part of that you know it's like a, it's almost like a test net for a test net so um yeah. from that standpoint you know kusama is the same thing they have a i think it's called for coco or something like that um they have a test net where it's literally an actual test net where the tokens don't have any value um, but mm. nonetheless, it's just a little bit, a little bit funny to think of it that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, look, interesting times. Um, I think, uh, it'll be, it'll be the next three months should be quite eventful on that front as well. You're right. If testnet's launching, um, it'll be, hopefully we start to see like a few more tools and stuff, um, put out, uh, with devs in mind so that they can jump on the testnet and start uh, testing things as they see fit. But yeah, more on that well as it comes next up we have optimus i feel like personally i can grab this this announcement that happened on 28th like i'd completely missed it it was only
1: well yeah the uh the holidays have a tendency to do that sometimes
0: yeah yeah so um it's coming how are you feeling about this what's the excitement well yeah.
1: i was uh you know i as soon as i saw that i started Unstaking some ICX because uh, you know something. To, something to point out is um, you know when you if you go to the the test page for Optimus, it says you you know basically deposit ICX, which makes sense because from a starting strategy, um, at least on the uh, SICX ICX pool strategy, um, it makes sense to start with ICX because that's converted and everything like that. It might be a little different on the on the loan, but just based on how Optimus architecture is set up um that's how it sets up so there's a lot of people unstaking myself included uh in order to be participating in that i know i think someone flagged it saying a lot of people are unstaking right now as if that was you know everyone's getting ready to sell um but i think it's mostly because people the only way to use Optimus is to to deposit icx not sicx uh so there's uh, a lot of that coming in coming in um but yeah you know i think uh as always i think people are there for you know, they want to capture some of those rewards. I do think this one's, you know, kind of got a nice utility to it, though, because, like, as for example, myself, I was kind of playing around with balance the other day, and I had, um, I had some unstaked ICX, and I was kind of like, oh, I'll just, I'll just run it through the SICX pool, uh, because why not? And um, so I, you know, I, I picked up some, some balance, and I don't know why I never noticed this before. And Scott actually pointed this out recently, and I, I pointed out what I did but I would I'd run it through the SICX, ICX liquidity pool. You know, I got some BALN as a result. And then I went to immediately go and unstake and I noticed I was getting, it said I was projected to get more than I thought I would in terms of, you know, the ICX I was getting back. And I was kind like, of oh, like, like a bug or something like that. And then I got reminded that when you're in that pool, what you're doing is essentially selling your ICX for SICX for those who are trying to trade the SICX for the ICX and because it has a 1% fee on that pool, um, you get 0.7%. So I basically in you know the span of like a week, I've been able to capture 0.7% on my ICX, which is, you know, if you do that every single, you know, I don't know if it, for me, I think this week was a little bit fast uh, because my ICX got converted pretty quick because I think a lot of people were unstaking. Um, and so, but if you did that, you know, every if it, if it were something you could pull off every week, um, and a lot of that time is just from the, st- the unstaking time, if that's something you could pull off every week, um, you know, if you can, com- if you can com- compound 0.7% times you know every week for a year it's like a 45 percent apy or something like that and that's on top of you know that's on top of the apy you're getting from having staked icx for at least a portion of that time as well as the um apy you're getting from the baln so sure. if i can have a protocol to opt- automate for that for me which is what hmm. this does that's gonna make my life easier and obviously i earn the additional yield with the i guess the fin token from optimist so that that's a nice little utility there um again you know everyone's going to rush to it I, I anticipate the the cost for the fin token will you know it will start high and then kind of go down and down and down as you know people tend to sell it um but again you know that it went up with omM it went down with baln so who knows how this one's going to play out
0: yeah, look, um, I, I think it's interesting a uh, conversation we're happening uh, having before. So you know, we have the stats page, and it says the APYs, but that's strictly on distribution. It's not really incorporating the fees you're earning as part it's just, of that India. As far as we
1: know, yeah. As far as we've been told, that's just at least unless they made a change, kind of without telling us. Yeah. That's um, just it's just based on the BALN uh yield yeah. entirely. It doesn't it doesn't to our knowledge incorporate the trading fees that you get from being in those pools.
0: Yeah. So uh, I I think um what you say, I can graph is great. Someone out there I, I've seen a couple of um teams creating these tracking sites and stuff. It would be great if they could create tracking around just the LPs um APYs. Nothing to do with the balance distribution. So strictly on the fees. Um, to to get a gauge because that would be very attractive for the ICX slash SICX pool because all of a sudden, um, if you see it like um, there's a site called Coin. I uh, actually got it on here. Coin Coin Hall, and if you look at this, they're very. It's all the Terra ecosystem, but what what's really cool is. You go to pairs, and it will actually show you the APR across the seven days or 24 hours per pair on the different um, AMMs. Uh, like, you know, the Lunar UST, for example, is doing 21%. This is with no distribution, nothing else. You can literally get an idea based on fees, what kind of APR you're looking at. Um, I, I feel balance would have a huge, um, would benefit immensely from that. Because currently, uh, yeah, I don't believe the getting APYs just based off a uh, distribution of the governance token is is doing justice to the platform. Um, but uh, yeah, some something for if anyone listening to create a tool around. Um, I know I've spoken to Scott about this before, and he he agrees as well. And he actually said it would be great for someone to build the tool. Which so anyone listening, get building. Um, but uh, back to the fin, exciting times. Look, I, I will be critical on my, my thought process around this. Is It has taken a long time to launch. I'm a little bit shattered that unless I've missed something, that they haven't implemented a couple of new strategies, given there's been a longer wait time. Um, you know, what? if we're going down the same two strategies that was months ago, it's a bit of an opportunity miss in my eyes. Um but uh, I haven't stayed as close to it as I want to. Um, uh, so I could be wrong, but I haven't seen anything else from the documentation or anything like that. Um, let's see, currently. And I think from
1: there, you know, if I, was, if I was them, I think from their standpoint, it's a matter of like get an MVP out, so a minimally viable product. And like, because yeah. I would worry if you put, if you went too many strategies in there, especially ones that got more complex, but... that it would like, if there's an underlying problem, you know what I mean? Like I'd rather like, mm. okay, is the thing work and then kind of build out from there? And I don't know how like if it takes, you know, six months to build out a strategy, then that's gonna suck. But if it's something that can be
0: built quicker. So I can uh, for, you you have to keep in mind like what they're doing, this is a yield aggregator. It's not new, yeah. It's something Icon's been lacking. It has taken a long time to come to market and it's coming to market with two strategies. The basic strategies are your LP compounding like you know um running the LPs through Optimus for ohm and balance that way it's restaking the um selling the LP back and those are standard strategies across all the protocols so that's why I'm being a bit critical because um we should have it a few- just
1: it just gives you the it, it just gives you the BALN
0: right like well, it just it, it, it just Sells. It doesn't sell it for you. Well, usually the yield aggregators do sell. So what what happens? That's is, what I mean. But it, in terms uh, of Optimus, I think
1: it just I think it just holds the like. You can obviously sell it on your own, but I don't think it does that. No. So so the, the two
0: strategies advantage. it doesn't know. But but the other right. strategies are against the pools. So all the LP pools are instant strategies because at the moment while they're continuous, you have to claim it and then decide what you do with it. But majority of the vaults will claim every block. Um, well, in Icon's case, we could say every 10 blocks um, and sell half-half, add it back to the LP, so it's recompounding. Um, right, right. So, so those are some some typical base strategies. And I know the team's been reluctant, so that'll be putting sell pressure, but sorry, we can't. The, <laughs> that's the yield aggregation. That's what it is. So we can't go yeah. thinking along those lines. But um, see, w- what happens is, you create these tools, 100% APY, um, APR that's on Ohm will straight away go to 230 of oh, 300% um, APY, okay, under the vault. Now, what's going to happen there? Oh my God, there's a ton of yield opportunities in Icon. Let's get out there. Um, uh, what we saw happen with the original Ohm, you know, the influx. So there's a lot of perks of, of these kind of things. Um, so to me, it was, mm, it's was it been months there could have been strategies. Uh, I know they're very. Can community- we know for sure
1: there aren't? Do we know for sure there aren't? Well, I'm the, on it's the, just the test net that has the two.
0: Well, the docs haven't been updated either, so uh, okay, uh, um, Got it. it looks like it. But anyway, that aside, exciting. Um, calling out the airdrop, airdrip. So there's a few conversations happening around that. Um, so what is it? If you participated in the test net and deposit ICX in a strategy, use the same wallet in mainnet when it launches. Um, and it said, participated in the first mainnet version. So I'm guessing when we have the mainnet version, as soon as it launches, as long as you participate by uh, with the same wallets and putting ICX in these strategies, you will qualify for the... Uh, and obviously there's an airdrop and airdrip. So the airdrop will be uh, for the people who tested and the ongoing airdrip program. Um, Now, I know Shamu, he um, asked, he's got a proposal in there where he's requested that for the airdrip, SICX should qualify as well, and um, traditionally SICX has been left off the table, but I see his point. His point is, well, other teams are able to implement it, so it's not actually a roadblock, which I agree with. so, if, yeah, let, let's see how that goes. If, if you didn't know what I'm talking about, head on over to the Ohm community um, forums. And uh, I, I believe there's a conversation going on in there. Um, I think traditionally the airdrip was to entice people to come and check out the platform, right? So it, it, it's, it was small, but just enough to kind of make people want to go claim it and um, hopefully then explore what the protocol is. Uh, I think they'll probably question how successful the airdrops have been Um, uh, but that's the case with the airdrops as well people just basically take it sell it and walk off so um, across different protocols so yeah anyway let's see how that pans out I don't know if you have any views there uh
1: not not particularly um so well, speaking of ohm um they did flip back uh the sicx or I'm sorry uh, yeah, the ICX borrow market, um, so that had been turned off uh, in light of the snapshot uh, just to avoid, you know, potential tomfoolery there. I know we discussed that a good amount, so um, hopefully you're caught up to date on that. But yeah, they did turn it back on. Um, so, you know, that market, you know, the ICX market as itself isn't super um, lucrative right now. There's there's just so much supply you know, there's $53 million worth of ICX deposited. So there's no, you know, there's no shortage of ICX. So the APY on that thing is 0.04%. If you do, you know, if you, if you incorporate the Ohm, um, it's up to 0.92%. So actually, you know, incorporating the Ohm, uh, you know, Ohm's had a nice little run lately. I'm um, not quite sure why that is. I think it might be partly because the, I think people are better, are more so coming on to the voting power that comes with Ohm. Um if you have staked SICX, uh, especially when it got like, you know, the fact that Gangstabet's able to distribute some of their um some of their rewards to those who delegate via Ohm, um, I think that probably helps a little bit. I don't know if there's other stuff going on that I might have missed, uh, but it does seem like Ohm's in a bit of an uptrend. Um uh, but so it does make it actual if you if you click that little button on Ohm uh, saying, you know, uh, show me the show me the rates if you encounter the Ohm token distribution. Uh, it really does help beef up the APYs. Like, you know, I think especially on the, you know, if you want to borrow, BUSD, um right now it's it costs you seven and a half percent APY to do that. Whereas if you count it with Ohm, uh, you actually get paid fourteen and fourteen point seven four. So, um, you know, those markets are, you know, again, obviously all the risks that come with it, especially with borrowing. Uh, but nonetheless, those are looking pretty interesting. It, it does seem like these stable coins have been moving around a good amount um, as of late. You know, I think I saw like I think it was it was either BNUSD or USDC up in like the 20% range. I think that was even without the om thing. So there's a lot of there's a lot of floating around there. Obviously, they are variable markets, uh, but nonetheless, interesting. Uh, interesting to watch and nice to know that you can once again borrow ICX uh, if you want to do that for whatever uh, whatever reason. I mean, maybe even if you want to get super uh, super risky with things, you could borrow some ICX and then deposit that into um, uh, into Optimus, um, just as an example of a use case. But again, then you're kind of you're you're max you're definitely cranking up the, the lever a little bit on the on the risk profile, both in terms of leverage and in terms of the number of uh, DeFi protocols you're using. But um, so- nonetheless, nice to see
0: that um, get turned back on yeah and and I' was actually just uh, flicking through as you're giving examples, so yeah, off ohm rewards you're paying to borrow seven percent um to borrow Bn usd and you're paying 0 point six nine percent to borrow icX with OM rewards, you get paid twelve percent to borrow icX and you get paid fourteen percent to borrow BN usd. Damn it! And I just went back into balance, and I'm scared to look today. Honestly, I've been ignoring balance because I'm just like, "Oh my god, what's what's going on with rebalancing?" I don't know why. After so much grumbling, why I've got dabbled back into it, but um, yeah. So it, it's a good call out, a Lot lots. This is a case of you're being paid to borrow, basically. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Good news.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, you know, another. DeFi front, uh, there was another proposal to raise the balanced LTV um, up to 30%. This was kind of in light of some of the... um, It it got cited as a Black Swan event recently. Uh, I'll just read it. ICX had a double airdrop snapshot while balanced deposits were suspended. Balanced decks became a large point of ICX selling post snapshot, causing a sharp spike in BNUSD price. This triggered reverse rebalancing to absorb the high demand for BNUSD, and many borrow positions became locked. BI-15 should erase that pressure on borrowers, allowing some to receive access to their collateral. So basically made it so you don't have to have um, as much uh, uh, collateral locked up in situations like that. So it was at 25%, now 30%. Uh, Currently, um, 91% approve 8.25% uh, 8, 8. reject so I I would anticipate uh, this goes through actually you know it got, got a priority um, so that one that one is in effect so if you're borrowing uh, you'll probably notice a bit of a difference there. Um, I don't have much to speak on beyond that I think it was kind of self-explanatory but not sure if you have anything else to add there. Because...
0: No no I saw I didn't realize that was the reason why um, but yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Good voter turnout as well. Uh, overall, though, it's yeah. Uh, the more demand, I I want to see more demand for BnUSD. Uh, so, um, yeah. I just yeah yeah. No, it's good. It's good to see. Um
1: and uh, well and just a quick quick thing to note. Um the there's no more airdrop for uh BALN. Um, so that was you know, if you had been staking ICX, you got that weekly airdrip. Uh, so that's over now. Um, so which, you know, I think it's fine. It had been, it seemed like it had been getting smaller and smaller, at least on my side. Um, and so it's just, it's just so much more lucrative to utilize the balance itself. And I, I think at this point if people were still just, you know, getting the, getting the airdrip, but not using the platform at a certain point, the, the marketing, um, um, the marketing value of the Airdrop uh, was, you know, so pretty much gone by this point. You know, it's been six months, so if people aren't going to use it by now. Um, they probably aren't going to. And at a certain point, you got to stop giving out free tokens to people who aren't using your platform. So, uh, I understand why they did that. Obviously, some people will probably be a little bit bummed out, but again, if you really want BALN, ALN, uh, there's plenty of ways you can utilize that platform.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, honestly, I stopped even claiming ages ago, and just kept forgetting and. Uh, it just was hardly worth the effort in all honesty Um but that's yeah not my view um yeah okay <coughs> next up oh now we've got a bit a bit of a gangster bet segment don't we
1: yeah well uh so <laughs> yeah i'm trying to figure out where to start here well I guess you know I think i guess the main the main thing to point out here i guess what's been kind of exciting i guess both the both the price of gbet the gbet token uh, token, as well as the floor price on the actual NFTs themselves have both gone up uh, pretty significantly as of late. I don't know what necessarily spawned that. It wasn't like there was like a... You know, there's been gradual good news that's come out. I think kind of the, the, bell, the light bulb's starting to go off for some folks as far as like what the potential long-term benefits are um and we'll go into that in a little bit as far as the ecosystem is concerned but the last week or so it's just been very bullish um you know i think i I think probably around this time a week ago the floor was probably i think it was probably like 500 or so i I tweeted about it maybe a little bit more than a week ago um and now it is actually let me do you have it up right now
0: yeah on um craft it's 1.47 1000 yeah so they're they're two
1: separate marketplaces i mean they tend to trade with each other pretty pretty well so on um on the gangsta bet marketplace it's at 1.38000 so that is literally the low if you want to buy a GangstaBet, you know they they minted for 80 icx they are now at uh 1.38 uh you know one basically almost 1400 icx so that is almost 20x um since minting and the floor was at like 1.5 1.6 maybe 24 hours ago um so it's you know it's grown pretty quickly you know i think there's there's a lot of kind of ways you can value the the nft um itself i mean the, the the part that makes it particularly unique is the fact that it comes it each nft generates the the gangsta bet and there's been a lot of math done that basically says like you know i think when it was at like I think when so you get 12 a day per nft i think when when it was at 12 uh, i'm sorry it was when it was at 20 cents it was like equivalent to the the staking reward you would earn from four thousand icx over the course of a year um just based on the bet value obviously it, it, you know gbet went all the way up to like 40 41. um now it's at um probably around 30 or so um so, you know, you can kind of extrapolate that. You basically probably get the value of what, like, 6,000 ICX, what, what staking would be. So there is an argument to ah. me, like, even just on that basis, you know, the minimum value of one gangster bet should be 6,000 ICX. Now, the other part of that, there is, you know, if, if the price of G bet crashes, then all of a sudden that changes. Mm. So there's a lot of volatility here. Um, but even, you know, it doesn't matter what the rank is, doesn't matter what the skill set is, every every gangster bet gets 12, um G bet tokens per day. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very it's like a very circular thing too. Um because, you know, the, the if the price of if the price of G bet is good, the price of the NFTs goes up, but there's always demand for the NFTs because, you know, they want the they want the G bet. And if a G bet pumps out, you know, say it got to a dollar and it's pumping out twelve dollars a day, the mm-hmm. price for the NFT would go up because, you know, at the at the baseline that's you're getting that at the very least.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's really awesome how someone's kicked off this narrative, right? Um, and it, actually, when you think, you know, you've made mention of the Ohm token, the Gangsta Bet team started getting a bit vocal around, did you know, um, via the Ohm token, one gives you, I think they were comparing, it was like having three ICX voting power. How cool is that? Because they incentivized, um, they created their node and said, if you vote, we will distribute the GG token, which is not the Gangster um token, which is their governance token. So that's kicked off things. Then, obviously, the liquidity pool on balance, GBET, is very limited. So the team couldn't go, here's a million bet in the pool because, well, they don't have a million GBET. Um, you get, uh, I think it was 300 or 1,000. or There's a initial when you purchased it. Each GBET gave you a supply, and after that, it's 12 a day. So they put a little bit in, and if you add to that liquidity pool, what do you get? You get the... Um, Governance token distributed, so on top of the fees that you'd earn in that pool, so there's incentive there. Then, uh, because I'm I've been hoarding my Gbet, I have not looked at upgrading my gangsters. It's like no, I I I understood that this token was extremely deflationary, um, was unique because I haven't seen any upgrade NFT projects out there, so. Icon grapher you've been there the whole time. I in fact if if I recall Icon graph on the second last day, I started harassing you, have you bought some and you're like, no, not yet. Like, what are you doing? Do it, do it, do it. And you went and yeah. did it. Well I'm glad
1: I am I'm, I'm glad I did. Uh just because uh, you know for a while there it was like the floor price I think the floor price at one point was below eighty. Yeah. So below mint. Uh, and then it was at ninety for a little bit, and then like over the last, I don't know, three or four weeks it just kinda of started taking off. Um, you know, there's a bit <coughs> there's a bit of game three there because like the, it's kind of like you almost want to upgrade when it's cheap because if you try to upgrade, because the upgrade, the value of the upgrade is you get more of a GT airdrop when that time comes, and if you have a level ten, you basically get enough GG to buy like I think it was three city blocks once that comes along. So I think once people started, once they released that teaser on yeah. the, you know, the metaverse universe, um, it really kind of uh, a light bulb went off for a lot of people saying. Oh, okay. Now I get why, exactly. you know, once they said, if you have a high level thing, then all of a sudden people said, Oh shoot, I got to go upgrade my guy or my gal mm-hmm. and then, or my dinosaur. Um, and then said, uh, and that's why I think really, I think that's when it really started moving as people's kind of, there was a clear utility in having a higher, I think, I think until people got a sense of what the gameplay was, obviously on the natural, it's like, yeah, it's probably better to have a higher skill one than not, Yeah, but like, there was no tangible way to understand that what exactly that meant. So now that there's a clear like point A to point B drawn out and it's still all very vague too, you know, now we got this other, you know, we got the pub thing. Yeah. So they released saying, you know, here's a, here's the pub. You can come hang out in it. If you're hanging out in it, you can get airdrop certain tokens. And also, you know, if you're higher level, then you'll get in for free. And if you're lower level, you got to pay a price. So again, adds adds more value to having a higher level NFT than the lower level one. Um, And again, just drives up, demand for for Gbet because of the the fact that it
0: can you can use it to level up, and and this what's so cool about it. Like and you know what I, I will say yes, there's sneak peeks and things like that. But frankly, I completely expect the team to deliver. Uh, I will keep calling this out. They turned this around in six months, and and I I will call out. Show me another project that has delivered via CPS in six months from scratch to this level. And, and and built an excellent community out of it like it, I, I i couldn't quote one there's been great proposals that have come through cps so far some of them are still in the making gangster bet is the one that has really delivered so and they haven't gone back for more funding through cps they've they've delivered they've got their sales now they're utilizing what they've generated to kick off what is bringing more attention to icon overall like i have seen posts now saying This is the first NFT I have bought that has actually made me any kind of money. I cannot believe it happened on Icon. This was an actual tweet quote. And I saw that and I was like, brilliant, love it. Because... It's true, you know. Um, th- this this is this is a huge success for Icon, and um, the team aren't just lying down, going, "Yeah, we made it." They're innovating in great ways, and I particularly love this pub idea. Um, what a great what a great thing! Right, get your NFT in there, hang out, earn all these extra tokens, um, and at the same time uh, incentivize people not to hoard Gbet, uh, which indirectly. Um, Is constantly putting a buy pressure on Gbet because it's limited quantity. Um, I love it, man. I I just I'm so which which in
1: itself, and then and that thereby raises theoretically raises the value of the NFTs because the only the only way you can get Gbet is either by buying it or getting it for free via the the daily distribution. So if Gbet gets really expensive, then it's kind of like all right, shoot. uh, If I want it, then I gotta go buy an NFT, and if everyone's trying to buy NFTs, that's how you get the floor to go from eighty to one, you know, fourteen hundred. So, yeah. um, and there the other thing that there was a, the highest, the, so on craft and again, they're different, they're typically different markets, so it's a little bit nuanced, but according to crafts page, the highest, um, price paid for one of the, um, nfts was twenty thousand icx so in, in do i don't know when that happened exactly but you know at least it's at least more than twenty thousand dollars um just based on how the price of icx has been lately so now granted it could have been a, it could have been a wash sale or something like that but nonetheless um i have seen just anecdotally just kind of keep an eye on the activity <clears throat> some of them have gone for you know five five figure icx i've seen that a couple times um so certainly you know there's a lot of a lot of interest there uh, certainly, a lot of interest from some whales. There are some who, you know, hold a good number of uh, the gangsta events. So, you know, if if those start getting unloaded, it looks like some of that started happening recently. So the the floor was at like 1.6k, dropped down to like 1.2 for a little bit. But even the 1.2s got snatched up pretty quickly, uh, just because people felt that was there was value there. So, <laughs> it does seem like NFTs have, in general, the NFT market has picked back up lately. Um, so I don't know how much of it's tied to that general t- trend, how much of it's tied to just, you know, it's the, the unique nature of, of Gangsta Bet and all the, you know, the the dedicated icon community behind it, uh, but nonetheless, you know, just because it's going up now doesn't mean it'll forever go up, but it does, it, it has been very encouraging to watch kind of the tokenomics and the design of the ecosystem um, kind of play itself out.
0: Look, agree, and I think what we're starting to see is a new wave of project that, projects that are realizing that Okay, it may not all be tokens attached to NFTs, um, but I've seen a few on Icon as well, like the Studio um, Tamashi. Uh, they so they are the NFTs. They've got websites that extra that give a lot of detail, story around each of them, and they're creating a Discord that will verify that you have the NFT to join the Discord. Utility now; these NFTs are uh, are having utility. In fact, this morning I saw another one. Um, uh, I'm so sorry. I, I just can't remember the name, but they've they've done this pixelated um, action hero kind of things, and and. Um, It's been gaining a bit of traction on craft I think the floor price has gone from 10 ICX to 150 Um, And yeah part of that is if you own the collection You got something else So people are gamifying it or or making it So that if you own it there's more to it Than just having it and hoping it appreciates So which is creating that next wave But again for me Gangster Bet is very different I just love the fact that there's tokenomics involved In the entire process of the gamification and um really well implemented uh, what what I know we can keep talking here I want to quickly go so Make sure I feel we haven't covered all the gangster bet stuff, and it's not because they're sponsoring us, but um, there is. So we touched on this before. So there's a few ways you earn the GG token, which is the governance token. Um, I believe one is if you have a certain level gangster bet, um, but that ended The second one is providing liquidity to the Gbet BnUSD pool um so they've increased it for the month of Jan from 300k to 700k and if you didn't know on the gangster bet website when you click on wallet you'll be able to see the gg you've accumulated it hasn't been distributed yet but um, it is accumulating over there so um there's that uh, I can graph anything you want to add there uh
1: no I think that's I think we pretty much ran through ran the- through everything
0: Cool. The only other thing is I've noticed, and I was actually just thinking this, given the status of it, no one's done any reviews. I was like, oh, maybe I should do a video just around Bet and how it all works. But um, as if I literally had this thought last night, I couldn't sleep and... And then as if I wake up and boom, um, they're running a competition, 1,000 G bet reward to make uh, a YouTube video. Um, Actually scroll through, they've changed a few things about the comp. It's dropped from five minutes to one minute, but again, um, great to see the team incentivizing the community to create content. Um, And this one should be easy to do, it can be quite an entertaining fun video of how everything works so uh, get in there and get involved the more um you know what one thing i always i, I keep coming back to hx 57 things like that uh, you know the the foundation and various communities now are trying to reward people to take the effort to do things rather than hope hope they just come and make yeah at uh, uh, such good good-natured people just do it for free um it's changing they're actually people communities they they're, they're Wanting to give rewards to get this content made, um, but I, I just, I would, I personally want to see more, more traction there. People jump in, take that chance. Uh, I see a lot of videos being put up here and there. So um, when you see things like this, everyone should be jumping on it and uh, creating content around it because you will get rewarded. Um, they do distribute the prizes on time, so. Yeah, competition. Excited to see what comes off this. Um, there's so much to talk about now in, in the gangster bet world. Um, and one thing I will say is, if you're creating content and you aren't in their Discord, get in the Discord and ask questions. They may tell you a bit more information on certain things so that you can include it in your videos. Um, yeah, that's all.
1: Yeah, the one you know, the one thing that I'm like, kind of trying to scratch my head with, and maybe it doesn't matter, is. You know if you are you know say you just say you're only now just hearing about gangster bet for whatever reason you say oh cool i want to get involved um but you know you're not a huge whale necessarily you don't have like you know huge stack of icx it is a little tricky because yeah that floor is um you know it's so high where even at like say you had i don't know 20k icx which is a pretty good amount um i think relative to what a lot of people have, and to sit there and say okay should i you know should i be spending uh what is that like eight percent ten percent of my icx on an nft which could like plummet in value tomorrow you know i think that's i think that's tough for a lot of people and that's like the cheap you know that's the entry level one um so that's kind of one thing that's a bit of a bummer is like yeah it's great that once you're in the ecosystem i watch the prices go up Um, But at the same time, you do want ways for, you know, ideally you want to want the community to grow and things like that. And of course, they can buy, you know, they can buy GBET and speculate on that um, to a certain extent. Um, I don't know if there's going to be, you know, I don't know if there's like a bunch of them in reserve that the teams set aside for promotional. I don't think that's the case. I think everyone, I think they all got minted as part of the, the, you know, the the open mint or whatever it was. Um, So now I guess, you know, things, if the prices do go down because of ebbs and flows, it will give you know, new entrance, a chance to get in there. Um, but right now, you know, I think the thing you worry about is that the the reason the price goes up is because it's just the people, all everyone in the ecosystem is just gradually kind of feeding on itself. Um, and there's no new money coming in or no new participation or whatever it might be. So obviously, you know, that hasn't seemed to stop other successful NFT projects like the ones on Ethereum. Um, you know, I think the floor price for like the board, board apes and obviously the, the punks are, you know, Hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that hasn't stopped them. You know, the high prices hasn't stopped them from flourishing. So Hmm. maybe I'm looking at the wrong way. But that's just one thing I was kind of throwing there. And it's kind of like you know, what is the best way to potentially get new entrants involved who you know might not have again like fourteen hundred dollars to just throw at a you know a a picture on a screen.
0: Yeah. Uh, Look. uh, Hopefully, though, it also comes down to when it gets a certain thing, people start noticing. And come across. So, if you think of board a um, uh, crypto punks and stuff like that, like uh, some of them say it reaches this status, and you have some of them dabbling across. Well, then all all of a sudden, it brings that next level of money into the ecosystem. I guess that so that's another way of looking at it as well. Um, uh, to your point, I can graph. I think um, so. They didn't g Whatever the team's gotten, and if they bought or kept some of the gangsters, that's the GBET supply they would have. So they're literally taking it from their, um, from their supply to to reward people and, and do things like that. Even with the um, ICE airdrop, for example. So when they kicked off the node, they would have their own ICX that they've taken from probably the sales and things like that and put it into the node. Um, and they've turned around and gone, well, anything we get here, we're going to distribute it to our stakers, etc. cetera. So, um, yeah, quite giving in that way, which is cool. Uh, okay, I think keeping an eye on time, Mark and Grafo, the couple of things uh, to quickly, one thing on balance that I wanted to call out was ensure ACE IO and balance. So now uh, as if uh, you can actually ensure, you know, your funds while using balance for any smart contract vulnerability strictly around that so if something happens around the smart contract and you lose funds if you've taken out this insurance with insurace, um, you can put through a claim and yeah get get covered which is cool it's great to see um, insurace is actually quite big cross uh, big cross-chain protocol with all the major dApps now they're offering insurance on it so it's great to see balanced on there as well yeah I've been I've been gradually kind of casually following them for, I don't know, probably like
1: a year now. So it's always, you know, occasionally see a tweet from them or whatever. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, here they are in balance. So it kind of, a little bit of worlds colliding there. So, um, I think they're, I think they're probably the top, or at least the most, most notable of that kind of product, uh, around. So nice to be able to partner with them and provide some, uh, additional, um, additional security and and confidence, uh, for those who are using balanced. Yep.
0: I agree. Uh, what else? Yeah. Look, uh, the only other thing quickly to make sure, while we're on Gangster Bet as well, uh, Wonderland, you know, we've seen that CPS proposal now. I completely missed. There's a whole ton of stuff happening there, including whitelist that apparently closed, or literally got in an hour afterwards. I think I can go for you in the same boat. Um, yeah, however, I, well, I guess, I guess, yeah, I was just, like, I, I think that, you know, there's, there was an announcement that went out. There's a few
1: bullets here for different kind of benefits i think that i think the quick like the quick way to hit it is before anything if you're you know if you feel like you quote unquote missed gangsta bed if you feel that you know you want to get involved in wonderland i would just say hop in the hop in the discord and pay attention because they are doing some stuff for the folks who are in discord um and are kind of the early people involved um there's there's opportunities there so um if you're looking to get involved in that and aren't yet just i would just hop in there and, and pay attention but anyway i think i cut you off so i, I apologize for that so i'll let you No, no. I presume what you were saying. No,
0: that's just it. Uh, I think, um, again, we've seen a credible team build. Uh, I'm quite excited about Wonderland as well. Um, And already I I, I just joined their Discord last night um, after I realized about this uh, whitelist I didn't even know was happening. And it's a huge thriving community in there already. So um, definitely one to keep your eye on, get involved in. um, Definitely follow if you aren't following um, their handle. But uh, it, it seems like Discord's now the place to go to. I may have to get asked Donnie to start hanging out in all the different Discords to start grabbing some alpha for Iron Icon because um, Twitter I feel is getting less and less alpha like and <laughs> uh, more. Well, and so more.
1: it's 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 tricky because like I think you know because I, I had missed the presale or I'm no, sorry the white li- like the whitelist for the presale or something like that or I don't know I still don't have my hand head wrapped around it but you know i'd just the announcement had come through and i'm sure got a notification for it but i'm in so many rooms and there's so many notifications that go off uh and of course there's all sorts of scam like scams that you know i get a new dm every day from some random scam or whatever so i mean it's it's almost kind of overwhelming too and it's supposed to be more organized and less chaotic than i think the telegram is but if you're in a bunch of them it gets tricky and even if you try you know I, i i assume i just have to find a better way of cleaning things up and making sure I get the messages that I need to get and everything like that. Because, you know, even just trying to hang out and just like the icon icon discord, there's so many channels in there. It's like hopping back into it and then it's like, okay, now I'll hop into the gangsta bit one. And so there's a lot of cool discussion and and more high quality discussion, especially relative to telegram Mm. and other cool stuff going on. But it is like a lot, you really have to dive in deep and, and pay close attention to really feel like you're getting the maximum value from it. So that's the only, that's the only downside. I think it's just a matter of figuring out how to best use it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agree. Uh, okay, I think that that's all the news we had. Um, I can't think of anything else. Don't have anything on our list. I can grab her. Uh,
1: no, I think we got most of it. I I, I don't I don't know if people know a huge difference. I guess in the format, I think we tried to be a bit more free willing. It did feel you know we still kind of went through some structure. Um, so I guess it'll be kind of evolving thing. I do think you know I wasn't as concerned on. You know I, I felt more uh, I was just trying to feel more comfortable kind of freewheeling and and talking more in depth about certain topics if if the conversation took that way rather than feeling structured about moving on to the next topic or things like that so anyway we'll keep tweaking on um let us know if you you know felt this was a move in the right direction or if you prefer us to be a bit more you know I guess you could say on script um, mm-hmm. as far as really hammering the news and things
0: like that yeah, agree. Um, I, I, uh, I'm I a bit upset I didn't say this at the start, so uh, you know, made we've got a new channel, especially for YouTube. All the other mediums are fine, they're the standard because it had its own dedicated iron icon, you know, through um, iTunes and Spotify and all that. Only YouTube was housed with uh, my uh, Crypto Setup Tutorial channel, so uh, we want to separate that so then, you know, it can be more icon focused and BTP or whatever it needs to happen through that particular channel under the Iron Icon brand. Which it means that everyone has to resubscribe to a new channel and stay subscribed to crypto setups, obviously. So, um, please, if you haven't, um, when I share this, you have to go through the you have to go through the struggle of clicking like three buttons. I know, so, I know. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they can endure. Unless we get someone to build a bot, <laughs> right? Um, that the... hacks into everyone's no, <laughs> uh, For one, ICX each note. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, look, please, everyone, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching it, just quickly like and subscribe, I would love to get the channel up to a, a ton of subscribers uh, to show, because obviously if we get a lot of subscribes initially, it will the algorithms will kick in and show the channel to other crypto enthusiasts, and hopefully they just join the ride and we get a few more people coming to the ecosystem. So um, really need the community to band together here and help us out. And um, thank thank you for um, you know there's three extra clicks and obviously listening to the show, but taking the time to like, subscribe, and share. I think um, that's it. Uh, Thanks again. Uh, Not financial advice. You know the drill. Everything we say is our thoughts. Yes, Gangster Bet worked out, but we probably have some other instances that we've talked about that haven't worked out. So um, please make sure you're doing your own research. We are literally doing... Uh, talking what we see happening around the ecosystem and the markets in general, but we definitely don't know for sure anything that is to transpire. So make sure you do your own research before you invest. And until next time, take care, everyone. See ya.